Hello listeners and welcome to State of the Union, your weekly breakdown of all things Scottish independence. I am your host, Stephen Payton. The date is Friday the 3rd of September 2021. Let's get into it. And kicking things off, can you believe that the Scottish Green Party's decision to join the Scottish Government was less than a week ago? It feels so much longer. Last Saturday, Scottish Green members attended an EGM to discuss, listen and vote on the proposed deal and policy programme for a potential cooperation agreement with the SNP and Scottish Government. And ultimately, they chose to back it. The Greens National Council followed suit. And now, for the first time in the UK's history, the Greens are in government. Patrick Harvey will be taking on the role of Minister for Zero Carbon Buildings, Active Travel and Tenants' Rights, alongside co-leader Lorna Slater, who will be the Minister for Green Skills, Circular Economy and Biodiversity. And while a mandate for a second independence referendum was already in the hands of the government, this move has secured it, according to Nicola Sturgeon. Speaking in Parliament as the motion to approve the new Green Ministers was being voted on, the First Minister said, This agreement does confirm our intention to give people in Scotland the choice of independence. The mandate for that is undeniable. Between us, the SNP and the Greens hold 72 of the 129 seats in this parliament and each one of us was elected on a clear commitment to an independence referendum. With the Scottish Greens now in government, it is expected that an announcement on independence should be coming pretty soon, particularly with the SNP about to set out its programme for government next week on September 7th. A commitment to hold a referendum was part of both the SNP's and the Scottish Green Party's manifestos, as well as the cooperation agreement between both parties. So, understandably, people are expecting results, and what a time for it to come around too. The case for independence is, in my eyes, only becoming more urgent, at a time when the devolution settlement is facing a sustained attack by Westminster, and that is something Angus Robertson brought attention to this week. The Scottish Constitution Secretary highlighted that UK ministers have been using Brexit and the Undemocratic Internal Market Act to take back control of devolved powers. While speaking during Holyrood's Constitution Committee, Robertson gave evidence to suggest the UK's post-Brexit plans are, quote, an ill-disguised attempt to diminish the powers and responsibilities of the Scottish Government and this Parliament. Look, we've already seen how Westminster has repeatedly overstepped in the past year through plans to spend in devolved areas and in the total disdain with which devolution has been treated by the Tories. There is not much to suggest that they will be changing that anytime soon. The Tories' response to the Green-SNP deal so far only suggests that they will be doubling down on their general fury over any attempt of the Scottish Parliament to chart a different path than the one that Westminster's right-wingers would prefer. Though I will admit, it has also been very funny to watch. Particularly this week when Tory MSP Stephen Kerr complained in the Holyrood Chamber that the Scottish Government had become bloated as the Greens joined the ministerial team, only to get slapped down by the First Minister who rightly suggested that if Scots wanted to see an example of bloated over-governance, 
they need look no further than the Scotland office. In response, she concluded, let's have a more streamlined government, let's abolish the Scotland office through Scotland becoming independent, and while we're at it, perhaps the House of Lords could be dispensed with as well, so that all of the politicians we have working for us are fully occupied in doing real jobs and delivering day in, day out for the Scottish people. And it's true! If we want to talk about bloated governments, how could you ignore the House of Lords deliberately packed as it is by anyone who has ever said a nice thing about the Tories? Or the role that the monarchy plays in governance. Stephen Kerr wasn't so much throwing stones in glass houses here as he was starting a rock slide. And finally this week, a Scottish Tory MP has taken up a key role in a pro-union lobby group which aims to strengthen the union, as they all seem to do. Vice Chairman of the Tories, Andrew Bowie, is taking up the role of Director for the Conservative Union Research Unit Limited which isn't to be confused with all of the other companies secretly paid by the Conservatives to carry out research on the union. According to the group's website, over 80 backbench MPs have already joined its ranks, and it appears to be trying to emulate the pro-Brexit European Research Group, which has played a role in British politics and helped oust Theresa May from office. Though I'm not sure what exactly they could possibly urge the UK government to do, given that they already agree on holding a no-surrender approach to independence. Maybe they'll just encourage them to shout a little bit louder. Personally... I hope they push for more Boris Johnson Scotland trips. They've been going so well so far and I would just hate for that to stop. Though it will be interesting to see if at any point the group will acknowledge new research that suggests more Scottish Tory voters now back independence than there are members of the party. Analysis from Commonweal suggests that while pro-yes Tories are certainly a minority in the party, its supporters are in significant enough numbers that it won't be easily brushed off. But I think we all know that the Tories have made No to Indie F2 so much a part of their identity that they likely can't untie that knot now, even if they wanted to, which they don't. But that does bring us to an end this week. So with all that said, where does that leave the state of the union? As unlikely to stand up to scrutiny as Tory MSP Tess White's parliamentary yelp the English people aren't welcome in Scotland. Aye, okay. Apology accepted, Tess. See you all again next Friday.